1: Bro, New York Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Thursday, January 20th. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Lots to discuss today with your New York Giants as it relates to the searches for a general manager and a new head coach. So let's get right into it. As I record uh, this show today, the Giants are interviewing San Francisco 49ers assistant general manager Adam Peters for the second time. It's his in-person interview today in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Peters, of course, is the third finalist to get a second interview. Giants have also spoken with Buffalo Bills assistant general manager Joe Shane and with Kansas City Chiefs Executive Director of Player Personnel, Ryan Poles. So three candidates get second interviews out of the nine that the Giants originally interviewed. Don't believe there will be any more second interviews. So it looks like uh, we could have a decision as early as Friday, perhaps this weekend. And then, of course, the uh, the search for a head coach will uh, will jump into full swing. Just a few thoughts on the GM search right now. Uh, pretty impressed if about the way that the Giants did this. Impressed with the candidate list. Giants went outside. They didn't interview Kevin Abrams, their own assistant general manager. They've gone outside, looked at a bunch of quality qualified candidates. Shane. Peters and Poles have all drawn interest from multiple franchises over the last couple of years for GM openings. So the Giants appear to be on the right track here in terms of of finding an outside voice to come in and, and look at their organization and see what has gone wrong over the last 10 years. We've talked a lot about the the dysfunction of the Giants organization, a lot about the the charges of of nepotism with Mara family members working in the front office, including Chris Mara, Tim McDonald, a nephew of John Mara, and and, and others who who are you know family members or family friends who work in the front office, and uh, the the dysfunction that that many have said has resu- has has been a result of a lot of the of of the ways that the giants have done things and we will see what happens with a new general manager and eventually a new head coach one of the 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 large questions is just how much a new general manager will be allowed to change in terms of the way that things work in the Giants' front office in terms of the personnel that he works with, the scouting staff, the front office staff, the procedures, and, and the lines of authority that that, uh, that get established. John Mara said that personnel decisions belong to the general manager and the head coach, but we know there's a lot of talk about how much influence Chris Mara has about the what decisions – John Mara weighs in on and doesn't weigh in on and one of the things that we have seen is Paul Schwartz of the New York Post reported that that according to what he knows GM candidates are being told that they have carte blanche to make whatever changes to the organization they deem necessary in order to get the giants back on the winning track. And what I do know from some of the people that I've talked to, and in all honesty, some of my own misgivings are that I want to see that put into action. I want to see what happens when Ryan Poles, if he gets the GM job goes to John Mara and says, I want Chris Pettit fired, or I want Kyle O'Brien fired. And Kyle O'Brien, you know, being a guy in the front office whose father was a former Giants team doctor, Pettit of course is close friends with Tim McDonnell, who is uh, is John Mara's nephew and Pettit seems to be at the center of a lot of the firestorm regarding some of the dysfunction in the Giants organization, whether that is deserved or not. Pettit of course is director of college scouting. So what I want to see is what happens when the new general manager tries to put that carte blanche to the test when he says our scouting staff isn't good enough our scouting process isn't good enough whatever we're doing here in analytics isn't good enough and we need new people or I don't want Kevin Abrams as my assistant GM slash salary cap guy I want someone new I want to see what happens when when the GM tries to put that to the test, and what happens in this coaching search when the GM says, This is my shortlist. This is my guy that I really want as head coach. If that happens to be a guy that John Mara and Steve Tisch may not favor, I want to see if these are just words from John Mara and whether or not he will actually allow the gm the kind of latitude that we're being told the gm will have because to me that is a key in terms of whether or not the giants will actually be able to get out of this this decade-long funk that they have been in they have to allow changes in in what We've come to know as the giants way, the GM search has indicated that they, that they are open to doing that, but we need to see it put into action. You can't just change the head coach and the GM and say, well, you can't change anything about the people that work underneath you or the processes that we use because that's not going to work. So we will see if the giants are actually willing to allow the kind of change necessary to to bring the giants back to relevance back to respectability and, and uh, hopefully they are willing to do that hopefully they're they're not just uh, giving giving that kind of talk giving that kind of speculation lip service to to bring in a candidate who they want in terms of polls peters and joe shane of the bills i don't think there's a wrong answer in that trio the flip side of that is i cannot guarantee you that there is a right answer all three are highly qualified all three have done good work in their respective organizations all three have impressive credentials have worked their way up through the ranks All three deserve to eventually get opportunities to be general managers. The thing that we all have to understand about all of these GM candidates is that none of them has ever actually made an organizational decision that has their name attached to it. You know, Joe Shane as assistant GM has done a lot of work for Brandon Bean in Buffalo, a lot of the preparation work, but the decisions ultimately are Brandon beans and head coach Sean McDermott's in Buffalo in Kansas city, Ryan pulls answers to head coach, Andy Reed, who famously stays out of the draft process as much as possible and allows the front office to, uh, to do what they think they need to do, as long as it's within guidelines and and that uh, that Andy Reid can work with. Brett Veach is the general manager in Kansas City, so those player personnel decision decisions are ultimately his. Nothing that's been done in Kansas City can be stamped as a Ryan Pohl's decision. The closest thing to an actual decision maker. On the Giants list of final candidates is Adam Peters, who people in San Francisco and and really familiar with the 49ers say Peters actually runs the 49ers drafts much more so than John Lynch, who tends to to, you know, from what I'm told, he he is more of a a mouthpiece for the organization, more of a guy who, who may or may not rubber stamp decisions guy who functions as the face of the franchise and not so much as an evaluator slash decision maker. I'm told that it's Peters who really runs the draft and makes the decisions on the draft. But again, he's second in command there. And we don't know exactly what choices he has made and hasn't made because nothing actually gets his name attached to it. So all of these guys come w- with with impressive qualifications but also question marks because we just don't know what will happen when they sit in the uh, in the GM chair when the decisions are ultimately theirs. It's just encouraging that the Giants have gone out, put together an impressive list, that all of the guys on their list are also drawing interest from other NFL teams. So that tells you that the Giants are on the right track in terms of the GM candidates that they have been looking at.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about the the head coaching search. We know that co-owner John Mara said in his press conference a week or so ago that he wants to wait until the GM is in place and allow that new GM to run the head coaching search. That makes absolute sense. Of course, there are the Giants are are currently one of eight teams looking for a head coach. There are a couple dozen candidates that have been interviewed by teams or will be interviewed. There's probably out there maybe three dozen guys who could get, you know, head coaching opportunities or at least interviews from these eight teams, you know, over the course of of the next couple of weeks. So there is no shortage of head coaching candidates. I like the idea that the giants are taking their time here, that they have a plan, that they have a priority, that they want a GM in place before they start interviewing head coaching candidates and, and that they're not in a rush. They admitted that one of the mistakes they made in the hiring of Joe judge was perhaps being hasty. They sort of, the, the, we know that that Matt Rule, who ended up in Carolina, was at the top of their list. When Rule spurned them and went to the Panthers, the Giants reacted quickly and emotionally by hiring Joe Judge pretty much immediately after he interviewed with them. Um, and and in, in hindsight, you know, John Mara admitted that they should have taken more time. They should have interviewed more people. They should have thought about this a little bit more. They should have have done a little bit more work and, and gotten away from from making an emotional sort of reactionary decision, which is what they did in the hiring of, of Joe Judge. And obviously,, uh, obviously for a variety of reasons, that didn't work out. And Judge became the third consecutive Giants head coach fired after just two seasons. So we'll see what happens here with the head coaching search. We are beginning to get some names, despite the fact that there isn't a GM. A lot of uh, mixed feelings when news broke on Wednesday that former Atlanta Falcons head coach and current Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn would be the fir- it would be the first candidate that the Giants would reach out to and request an interview with. Listen, this does not mean that the Giants are going to hire Dan Quinn. They might, they might not. What it means is most likely Ryan Poles, Joe Shane, and Adam Peters have all expressed to the Giants that Dan Quinn is on their short list of potential head coaching candidates, that he is a guy that they would like to talk to. So what the Giants are doing here, since there is heavy interest around the league in Quinn, I believe the Giants are the sixth team to request to speak with him about a head coaching vacancy The Giants are getting on Quinn's radar. They are letting him know that they wish to speak to him. And hopefully that can happen before he makes a decision to go somewhere else. Whether Quinn eventually proves to the Giants that he deserves that opportunity or not remains to be seen. You know, we wouldn't be we won't be in the room. We won't know how those interviews go. But the Giants at least want the opportunity to speak with Dan Quinn. And and despite whatever misgivings you may have about Quinn, he does have six years of coaching experience as a head coach. He did take a team to the Super Bowl in five full seasons. He did take the Atlanta Falcons to the playoffs twice. So he has proven to be capable as an NFL head coach. And we'll just see where that goes. When it comes to uh, other big names, the one the one name that, that floats around all the time is former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. And I wrote a uh, sort of connecting the dots piece at Big Blue View this morning. And Flores does not have a prior relationship with Joe Shane. He does have a relationship with Ryan Poles you know, from their connection, both having attended Boston College, I believe crossed paths there briefly. He does, from what I understand, have a relationship with, with Adam Peters. There are questions about Flores just in terms of how easy he is to work with, how much power he might want. Did, uh, I did read some speculation from some NFL insiders That Flores wants a situation where he not necessarily picks his GM, but where the GM is perhaps subservient to him and that he is the ultimate decision maker. I do not know in the end if that is a power structure that the New York Giants would be comfortable with. That is not the way that the Giants have ever really done business. And George Young, back in the day when George Young was the uh, the general manager, Bill Parcells answered to him. It used to grate on Parcells, even though the Giants were successful. That that George Young made the personnel decisions, not Bill Parcells. I believe you know Parcells' famous quote was you know, was that he really wanted to be able to shop for the groceries. You know, if he was the guy that had to coach these players, he wanted more input. And and George Young, of course, was the ultimate uh, authority in the franchise. And the Giants have always operated in that mode where they say it's collaborative. They say that personnel decisions are made ultimately by the GM and the head coach. But the ultimate authority, the ultimate decision maker when it comes to, to the draft free agency has always been the general manager. So we'll have to see if they're actually willing to, uh, to change that model, to give more power, more authority to a head coach. Because if the speculation is correct, then, then that is what it might take to, to bring in Brian Flores, you know, whether you think that's a good idea or not, it is up to you. I think Flores is a, is a terrific coach who did a really good job in Miami. And, uh, and I was surprised you know, that he, that he got let go and he's drawn interest so far from the Chicago bears, apparently also from the Houston Texans probably will draw interest from other teams. So it's a competitive market you know, for Flores, who's a Brooklyn native and, and apparently uh, would be really interested in the Giants job. We'll see what happens there with, uh, with Flores. But uh, as I said, keep in mind the fact that that bringing in Flores may require somewhat of a change in the Giants power structure. And it may require a new GM to be willing to, uh, to act not necessarily as the top dog, not necessarily as the ultimate decision maker, but more as a conduit to get Brian Flores what he wants in terms of personnel for the Giants. So other names that that we uh that we hear quite a bit. And as I said, I did a connecting the dots piece at com on Thursday. Hopefully, you guys will check that out. Joe Shane obviously has connections in Buffalo with Brian Dable, the Bills offensive coordinator, who's done a terrific job with Joe with Josh Allen and that, that Buffalo offense and highly regarded defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, who also has prior NFL head coaching experience. Both guys are considered quality candidates. Dable has never been an NFL head coach, but it seems like he's likely to land a job somewhere in this hiring cycle. Makes sense for the Giants in a lot of ways, considering how poor their offense has been over the last few years. So we'll see if uh, if perhaps a Shane-Dable pairing comes to the Giants. Ryan Poles, of course, would be connected to Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bienemy, who has interviewed, I believe, for 14 head coaching jobs in the last three seasons without getting to become a head coach, and it, it's kind of a mystery as to why Biennemi has, has not gotten a job yet, but he would have to be considered a leading candidate if polls does get the general manager job for the Giants in terms of Peters as I said earlier Peters has a connection to uh, to Flores also has connections to Josh McDaniels in New England a guy that he's worked with for a lot of years McDaniels of course would be another um, another potential option if the Giants are looking for an offensive minded head coach you wonder if Peters who worked uh, in new England with McDaniels for a number of years could be a GM who could coax McDaniels away from the Patriots. We know that that a few years ago, McDaniel spurned the Indianapolis Colts. We know that he's been reluctant to take some interviews in the past few years. We know that it seems like he's looking for a perfect opportunity. If he's ever going to leave new England and you wonder if if being paired with Adam Peters and trying to rebuild the Giants would be an opportunity that would potentially uh, appeal to McDaniels. Peters also has some background with Brian Dable. Another potential candidate uh, on the 49ers staff might be defensive coordinator uh, D'Amico Ryans, who's highly regarded, I believe, has also gotten an interview with the Minnesota Vikings you might also uh consider Mike McDaniel who is the 49ers offensive coordinator obviously doesn't call plays because head coach Kyle Shanahan does that but he has been part of the success of the 49ers offense in recent years so perhaps Mike McDaniel would be a guy that the Giants would talk to if Adam Peters becomes their head, their general manager, excuse me. So um, as I said, Giants fans, it looks like we are coming to a point where we are closing in on getting a general manager decision. We will have everything for you at big blue view. Please check out our, our GM and our head coach story streams as we continue to bring you all the news, all the updates, all the analysis that you need to follow along as the giants hit the reset button once again, and try to uh, finally get this thing turned around after a decade of, of mostly bad football. There's also a lot of other things going on at big blue view, we are going through position by position, looks at the Giants looking back at 2021 and ahead to uh, to the decisions that need to be made and, and what the, the rosters at each position might look like in 2022. We have also begun our annual series of draft prospect profiles so as the uh as the draft buildup commences and and we look forward to that you know please check out those for for chris flum's uh, opinions and and his his breakdowns of guys who could be giants uh, when the draft rolls around this april all right giants fans thank you very very much for listening please take care of each other And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on (laughs) No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products.